Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Now, another train with toxic chemicals derailed in Michigan. That's the second train derailment in Michigan in the past week on top of the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And what is our government doing? Is it securing the border? No. Is it securing the airspace? No. The president is over on President's Day in Ukraine. It's almost as if he's looking after his investments. Now, again, by saying that, nobody is rooting for Russia. And if there is someone who's rooting for Russia, I'm not it. But do we not have our own problems here? And some of these dummies on Twitter, eh, eh, Biden's not afraid of Putin, eh. unlike Trump. Eh. Remember, this all started in 2014 with the weakness of Obama and Biden. So let's not kid ourselves. The reason why Trump didn't have to go to Kiev during a war is because there was no war when Trump was president. And that's because he's afraid of Putin and all. Yeah, that, that's right. Putin waited for somebody so much tougher than Biden to become president before he invaded. Yeah, that's it. He didn't invade Ukraine during Trump's presidency because they're pals. Uh, that would be the opportune time, wouldn't it? If Putin knew he had a friend or a lapdog in the White House, wouldn't they have invaded when Trump was president? And right now, the Chinese are just watching us pour our resources into Ukraine. And you heard McConnell last week. Well, the public... Public, uh, public opinion, man. It's the most important thing in the world. If you think the Chinese intel services aren't gauging U.S. public opinion, you're out of your damn mind. They're watching as public opinion is kind of souring on the billions and the billions. Biden just announced another $500 million for Ukraine, another 500 million that we don't have. We don't have it. Where is this money coming from? We don't have it. Again, nobody that I know is rooting for Russia. But the answer is we don't destroy ourselves in the process. So a bunch of people in the Council for Foreign Relations or on the relevant committees in Congress could feel like they're playing some masterful chess game here. And now the Chinese seem to be not only entering in agreements with the Iranian regime, they seem prepared to share military weaponry with Russia now. They probably don't need it, but they're telling us, well, you know, you guys shot down uh, our balloon. That's not a balloon. That's no balloon. It's a trap. You can make all the Star Wars references you want now. China is watching as we burn through our resources, and public opinion is souring. Because then what? If most Americans are getting kind of tired of watching these multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar packages going out the window, is NATO going to be prepared to defend Taiwan as well? Or at least contribute to Taiwan as well? I don't know. But none of this was happening under Trump. None of it. None of it was happening under Trump. So you got a bunch of left-wing dummies out there. Man, this is bad. 
So looking at this second train story in Belleville, Michigan, I think we have a multi-choice quiz question here. A, we're under attack. B, our government's incompetent. C, all of the above. Now, no one is going to say this because nobody wants to believe it. But you remember that little intervention by the Biden administration into a potential railway strike? Would it shock any of you if some of these railway workers who did not get the 15 days of paid leave are just saying, you know what, uh, maybe I won't inspect the axles today, or maybe I won't inspect the brakes today, or I won't check the load safety today, or I won't check the signal safety today. Nobody wants to say it because then that would mean that the unions that are all in line with Democrats are sabotaging our railways. But remember, the one guy, come on, man, unions built middle class. Bottom up, middle out. Middle out, bottom down. Reverse it around. L7. Biden positioned himself as the one guy the unions can count on, the scrappy kid from Scranton, PA. You know, my grandpa used to come home from the coal mines with dust on his face. That never happened. But Biden tried to convince union workers that he was their guy. He was their guy. If unions supported Biden, not this Trump SOB orange man bad, he would do whatever it took to build up the union labor force and get them pay raises. And, uh, well, he didn't. Now, nobody wants to accuse the unions of this, but it is a little odd that after uh, the Democrats failed to uh, get the uh, the railways, maybe if they would have been better off if they had the strike, then the railways would have had to deal with them. But Biden inserting the federal government into that union dispute forced them to take a contract that didn't involve one of the key sticking points, which was the 15 days of paid leave. Winds at 695 Patriot. Now, Bernie Sanders, this, my God, Bernie, Bernie this weekend, God bless him, went on Face the Nation, and it was amazing. First, he, uh, he agrees with Donald Trump on something, that he even gives Donald Trump credit for. Then he says the government should regulate the media. Then when he gets a question about his book about why capitalism is bad, and yet he's selling it for $30 on Amazon, going out on tour through Ticketmaster, no, 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 I have no control over this. This is the publisher. Really? Senator? Play cut three. Of all people, my good friend Donald Trump, all right, who I disagree with on everything, had the idea that maybe Medicare should not pay prices higher than the average of what countries around the rest of the world are paying. That's a good idea, and we want to pursue that uh, as well. Uh, and there's the concept of reimportation, that if you, if Americans can buy drugs in Canada or in Europe at a fraction of the price, let's have pharmacists and distributors be able to purchase those drugs and sell them at much lower cost in the United States. This involves state subsidies of some form, government subsidies. No, that does not involve subsidies. That simply says if you can buy a drug in Canada, same drug for one-tenth of the price, 
passes FDA specifications, it should be sold in this country at a lower price. You mean like uh, uh, the free market? Like uh, the free market? Remember that baby formula shortage, right? We weren't allowed to import baby formula. That was actually better because it didn't have corn syrup. Now, if you're the corn syrup lobby, if you're the Abbott Abs lobby, you don't want foreign competition, even if the baby formula is better. Now, my wife breastfed all three of our children. Not chest fed, breast fed. She's a woman. But we saw as the government, through regulations, essentially created a monopoly. Remember that time, wasn't that long ago, where the government forced people to get vaccinated? Then members of the government, like Bernie, complained about the profits of the pharmaceutical companies? Oh, yeah. Funny how that works. When the government makes regulations that creates a monopoly or uh, only a handful of companies that could provide something. It's no wonder why when you give them barriers to competition that they essentially control the marketplace. So what Bernie is saying, and he didn't even say, he didn't even take the bait on state subsidies or, or federal government subsidies. No, 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 no. We don't need subsidies. Competition amongst providers of a good or service brings down the price of the good or service as there is more supply in the marketplace. The only reason why the federal government can't negotiate drug prices is because they don't want to. What do you mean they can't? You don't think when they buy a fleet of vehicles, they negotiate the price with Chrysler or GM or Ford? You don't think they negotiate the price of helicopters? or Blackberries, or iPhones, or iPads, or desktops, or laptops. You think the government doesn't, if they don't, they're terrible purchasers. We should get some new people in there in acquisitions. Anybody can negotiate the price of something. That doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. You, you could say, I don't want to pay the price for that. And someone could say, well, pound sand, that's the price. If you're buying enough of something, you usually have some kind of bargaining power. This is ridiculous. Now here's Bernie saying, we need the state to intervene in media. Cut four. You also talk about a new deal for journalism and rethinking of the role of public and community media in the United States. You're very harsh on, on the media, as we talked about, including, you mentioned this network. You mentioned do Washington I? Post. You I, do. Didn't um, I say all kinds of nice things about you? Uh, no, some other journalists here. You did give it a shout out to Kara Corte and some other um, right. reporters. But but you say you take direct aim at the media for not I, asking the questions that you think need look, to be asked. How do you on this New Deal idea? How can you have the U.S. government in any way involved with the media and direct funding when trust in the government is so low in this country okay. and trust in media is low? Okay, two issues, two separate issues. Number one. What I say in the book is that, look, I have done a thousand interviews like I'm doing with you right now. And nobody has ever come up to me, not one reporter, not you, not anybody else. I said, Bernie, mm -hmm. why are we spending twice as much on health care as any other country? And yet we have 85 million uninsured or uninsured. How many programs that CBS, NBC, ABC had? 
on why we have a dysfunctional healthcare system. Does that have anything to do with who owns the major networks? Uh, spy, uh, Pfizer pretty much sponsored everything for about two years. It, does Bernie not understand this? We created an environment where the American taxpayer was forced, was forced to take a vaccine at their own expense, which funneled billions of dollars into Pfizer, which they then used to sponsor news coverage of the vaccine. So if we're not getting an accurate picture of healthcare on the news, maybe we ought to not give them billions of dollars so they could buy ads promoting their product. No, 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 no. Then he starts to talk and ramble on about bailing out local newspapers and stuff. You know who I really like? I don't agree with him. But my favorite radio host, there's this guy on Sirius XM. His name is Wilkow. And I sit in my office all day just listening to his radio show. I can't get enough of it, Margaret. I mean, this guy is the best thing ever. <laughs> should, I, should I call his office one day? Hello, hello, hello. All right, one more. We got one more. This is the creme de la creme, the summit, the apex, the best of the best, the cherry on top. Uh, a direct question about benefiting from capitalism when you write a book about how awful capitalism is. Cut five. But I have to ask you, you're going on tour to promote this book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're you're describing in the book when it comes to the media, but tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that. Some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this system I, that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po- uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. And we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things at all. But you're okay doing business with Ticketmaster? No, not particularly, but that's, again, I have nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, probably be the same process. Mm-hmm. I am writing a book out of the goodness of my heart, you see, Margaret. Uh, I, I get nothing out of it. So when you come to my show, and it's going to be a big show, it might be $90, uh, for Ticketmaster. I have no control over this. You get the book, you get the ticket, you'll laugh, you'll cry, and on the way out, you can get a Bernie Sanders tour t-shirt. I wonder what would happen if I showed up and sold, you know, pirated shirts. Like if I get the Bernie head, I put the dates on the back. Yo, man, yo, man, t-shirt, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. I get nothing out of this. I'm writing books out of the goodness of my heart, you see, Margaret. I don't, they don't, they they come to me and say, Bernie, you want to write a book? I'm like, sure, I'll write a book because I got nothing better to do but sit around and not make money. All right, honest to God, who does it better, me or Larry David? Honest to God, who does it better, me or Larry David? I want answers. <laughs> I want answers. Lines at 695-PATRIOT-957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patreon.
You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.